Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the sixth day of April. I'm your host, Paul White. It is Wednesday, the middle of the week. That means two podcasts go up today. This one, which is the DDP, walking through, will be in Genesis 46. The other one is our midweek Bible study from our Tuesday evening session in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where we are currently still working through the various sayings by Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. We've been all over that fifth, sixth, and seventh chapters of Matthew. And so join us as uh, we'll post that today, usually midday, mid-afternoon on the East Coast, somewhere in there. Um, Audio and video, if you like the video, you can get that at PWM. That's our Facebook, or I'm sorry, that's our YouTube page, PWM. Of course, paulwhiteministries.com. All of that stuff is there for you, both audio and video, print, store, chance to give, link to give, anything you're looking for is at our website. Okay, 46th chapter of Genesis. As I was reading this, there's a big chunk of this that's a genealogical record from about verse 8 through 25 or 6 is genealogy, and it's only a 34-verse chapter. So you've got a big chunk, I would say nearly half, is just the listing of the children that come in to Egypt. But I didn't I didn't want to do just some big story and then jump through the chapter. As I was reading it, the first four or five verses just laid out so beautifully that I thought it might be a great podcast to just read them to you and work through what I was thinking as I read it. And I don't know how far we'll get on that. We might do all of them and maybe it stretches out into another day. I know it doesn't really matter how I read the Bible versus how you read the Bible. It's your way and my way. They aren't opposed to one another. They could complement one another. But you listen to this podcast for a number of reasons. I think the first reason you listen is because you love Jesus as we show him. And so you want to hear more about it. Um, I think as well that we've built up a rapport to the point that you do like something about the way we read scriptures, and I don't mean the style of my voice, but you like something about the way that I see them, the lens I see them through. And so I'm I'm always unintentionally telling you how I see a verse. Anytime I tell you how I see a verse, I'm sort of unintentionally telling you how I read the Bible. Um, And I'm hopefully I'm not making it look like that's the only way. I try to go to great pains to frequently remind you that there are other ways of seeing things. And and I do that a lot of times by showing you how I used to see it. And that doesn't mean that how I used to see it is wrong if I see it differently now, although it might very well be. I'm at the place where it doesn't really feel like it's my right to say that's the wrong way to see that. Um, I can say it about me. I can say it to me. But I don't know what right I have to say it to you. So let me just read to you, and I'll say the things out loud that this says in my spirit as I read about Jacob's journey to Egypt. Genesis 46, 1. So Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. The first thing I notice is that the text calls him Israel, even though it hasn't always done that. Like, for instance... If you just backtrack into the end of the 45th chapter, when they told him all the words which Joseph had said to them and when he saw the carts which Joseph had sent to carry him, 
The spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. Then Israel said, it is enough, Joseph. My son is still alive. I'll go see him before I die. He's Jacob in 27. He's Israel in 28. He's Israel in 46.1. And then in 46.2, God speaks to Israel in the visions of the night and says, Jacob, Jacob. And he's Jacob again. So I know he's both. He's Jacob and he's Israel. But if what my point is, what I notice as I read is that the text is starting to intersperse his new name more often. It's dropping it in in unusual moments or sometimes even almost inopportune moments. We're getting to see that there's this transition. And I think it to me it says that there is this process of growth in going from your Jacob identity to your Israel identity. In, in, and it's not... I've said it's about losing your Jacob identity and gaining your Israel identity. I don't think, I'm not sure that's true. In fact, I had the Holy Spirit kind of work with me this last week on that because I've made that statement like we're getting rid of being Jacob so that we can pick up being Israel. I'm not sure we get rid of being Jacob. I think it just starts to take a back seat to being Israel. So we take what we are with us. God doesn't remove what you were He just resurrects you into who you will be, but we will know as we are known. I think that's one of the reasons Paul says that. We could spiritualize that. We always always naturalize that and go, someday when we get to heaven, we're going to know who people are. But I think it could mean more than that. We'll know as we're known in that we retain some things in the resurrected reality that were in our old reality but we're no longer only our old reality. We didn't just add Israel to Jacob. Jacob died, and yet what Jacob was still shapes what Israel becomes. I think that's why in the book of Revelation, right at the end of the book, whenever the the New Jerusalem opens its gates, the Bible says the kings of the earth come into the city. It makes this interesting statement. It says, and the kings of the earth bring their glory into the city. And that really jumped off the page at me a few weeks ago. It was It's as if God is saying, and I think this is what he's saying, that as you come into who you are in the new Jerusalem, as you start to take on your kingdom identity, you bring the best parts of who you used to be with you. They are no longer what define you, but they are what make you recognizable. So Jacob isn't Jacob anymore. He's Israel. And I know this sounds like I'm a double speak, but I hope I'm saying it right. He's no longer Jacob. He's Israel, but he's Israel that doesn't cease to be some of Jacob. So he retains the qualities of who he was without it being the quality that defines him. Wrestle with that a little bit. We'll do more tomorrow. See you then. God bless.